Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III. We're so excited to have you once again tuned in. This is the podcast that is designed to empower, inspire, and certainly equip you uh, with practical skills and strategies from some of the best thought leaders and practitioners around the world. We have been able to really assemble a great group of folks throughout this podcast inception to really inspire you and push you toward destiny. I believe the stories of others is what truly inspires us to become who God would have us all to become. I'm excited about this particular series of podcast interviews because this month I'm going to be focusing in on professional athletes from the NFL, from the WNBA, from Major League Baseball, as well as the National Basketball Association, NBA. And I am truly excited because all of my guests are, are very close to me. They are members of our church in Mount Zion in Nashville, connected to us. And I'm really excited because often what happens is that when something as traumatic as what we're dealing with now with COVID-19 occurs, there is a sense that it only affects a certain group of people. We don't realize that this particular uh, epidemic and pandemic is affecting all of us and making equals of us all. One of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation is because I wanted you to really see the humanity of those to whom you herald as heroes and, and role models out there to know that they are dealing with it like you're dealing with it, but maybe they have some things to share with you that can encourage you along your journey and some best practices they're putting in place in their own life and learning a lot about their drive and their work ethic and how they're continuing to push through will help us all become who I believe God would have us to become. We're going to start today with the National Football League, the NFL. And I'm really excited because I'm so happy to have a brother who's doing extraordinary things on and off the field. He is truly, truly elevated his game and elevated even his work of what he's attempting to do in his own personal life. And I'm so proud of him. He is a tight end for the Tennessee Titans. And I'm speaking none other than Janu Smith. Janu, hey, man, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Borger, how you doing, man? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Man, I tell you what, I'm really appreciative of you taking the opportunity to join us on this podcast. And, you know, what we try to do here is really try to let people understand who people are right. and how they arrive at where they are. And so, first of all, let's just begin there, man. I mean, I know, uh, you know, you, you're you a Florida boy. So yeah. talk about talk about your upbringings. I want to hear about kind of who is Janu. Let's talk about that first. Yeah, man, uh, I'll be glad to. Um, so, man, I grew up originally in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I grew up uh, with five other brothers and sisters. My mother and father were happily married. My mom got married at 18 and she had six kids by him. And uh, we grew up in the inner city, and it was tough, man. And, you know, um, you know, like any other child growing up in the inner city, you know, it's not too many outlets that you have outside of sports. And that was one of my outlets, you know, to get away from all the crime and violence and, uh, you know, the negative influence around me. And uh, my father passed away when I was five years old. 
things got pretty tough with my mom and she was raising six children on her own. And man, that's why that woman is my rock, man. Wow. And she's the epitome of, of strength. Seeing her raise six children on her own with no man around and she did it all on her own by herself. It was uh, truly a blessing to, to witness, man. And, um, you know, she had our struggles, but uh, we were close, man. We, we were a praying family, and that's why we got through our tough times. But by the age of about 14, as I was coming into my, my young adult years, um, you know, you were more susceptible to, uh, you know, the, the negativity around you. And my mother didn't want that for me. She wanted a better life for me, so she sent me to Ocala, Florida. It's about an hour north of Orlando, and I lived there from my sophomore year in high school until I went off to college, actually. She sent me down there with my aunt and my uncle to provide a better future for me. You know, sometimes as a parent, you got to make those tough decisions, but it, it worked out in the long run. So from there, uh, I played high school football and got a scholarship to Florida International University in Miami. I had a very successful career there, and um, I was, you know, very blessed and fortunate to, to be able to live out my dream and get drafted as the 100th overall pick in uh, 2017. And um, the Tennessee Titans selected me, and I've just been doing God's will, man, ever since. Wow. Man, let me chop all that up because that was so much. And as I I heard you, you know, it's almost like you truly have one of those uh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air stories. You know, you got out of Philly, you know, your mama shipped you off, you're going to stay with (laughs) you. But, you know, the wisdom in that, right? The wisdom is about environment, right? It's about creating an environment where you could thrive and you could focus. And and a couple of things I want to ask you. Clearly, you know, your mom being such extraordinary rock and a woman of great value and integrity and Talk about how that guided you. Because, you know, as a young boy, I know you're growing up and, you know, you have a lot of, you know, distractions and things like that. But now as a man, you know, those values and those things that your mom put in you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Like, why do you think that's so important right now? Oh, man, it's it's huge. You know, growing up, my entire family was a a Christian family. I grew up in a Christian household. It's funny, when you're younger, you know, you kind of almost ashamed to admit that. You know, you're almost kind of ashamed to admit that. Maybe it's just because it's not the cool thing to do at the time. Or, you know, when, when you're young, you don't really understand the importance of it, how that relationship with God and how that character with God, how that uh, how that molds you into a man. So I didn't really understand that. Like a lot of teens, you know, we, we kind of ashamed to admit that to our peers. So growing up, I always knew that when I was getting into trouble doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing, um, I always had a guilty conscience because of the way my mother raised me. You know, the word says train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. And it's funny because, man, it was times when I would be, you know, afraid to say my prayers before I eat food in front of my friends, man, because I just didn't want them to look at me any kind of way. Um, but I would have that guilty conscience, and I'm hey, like, you know you're supposed to be praying, man, you know I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? So just uh, her always just instilling that in me and, uh, you know, bringing me up in that, man, I, it hasn't left me. So even when I was 14 and 15 years old and, and, and shying away from the things that I was supposed to be doing, as the man that I am now, man, I am 100% declaring that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and, and proud of it, man. And it's just crazy because um, I was looking back and, you know, wondering, like, why was I embarrassed to serve God in front of my peers, in front of my friends? And I didn't want them to look at me a certain way. Um, and, and the reason why I am the man I am today is because my mother instilled the right upbringing in me. And, uh, man, I just give her all the credit in the world for that, man, because she is uh, the reason why I am the man I am today. 
you know, one of the things that are thinking about getting to the humanity of who you are and, you know, outside of being on the field and people seeing you and asking for your autograph, a lot of times people don't really understand the heart and know who the person is. And right. when you talk about that, my mind immediately went to looking up on Wednesdays, you know, and I know Sunday, obviously you're, you're, you're playing football, mm-hmm. but on Wednesdays, how, you know, I know after a long day of practice and all of that, but you'd always be in Bible study, oh, you know, yeah. you'd be sitting there mm-hmm. every Wednesday night, you know, in the back, taking notes and grinding. Mm-hmm. And how has that faith, how has being grounded in the word of God helped you personally as well as professionally? Oh man, it, it's everything to me. Um, it gives me peace on and off the field. Um, you know, God brings wisdom, man, in so many ways, not just biblically, but in whatever your craft is, um, he gives you strength. And once I realized that, man, you know, I just was, was full-fledged ded- dedicated and, um, you know, just Looking forward to um, right after practice, the first thing on my list on Wednesdays, man, like I, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to learn to prepare me for the next day at practice because I will always try to correlate the word or whatever I was receiving to, to you know, whatever my craft was, whatever I was dealing with at the time. And it, it helped me so much on Sundays and even in my work days, man. It helped me so much. And, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's who I am and it's, it's, it's what made me um, the player I am and um I got a lot of room to grow, but I know where, you know, where that starts. As do we all, man. And I, I just tell you, it's really is a blessing. And, you know, I think about how your career has just truly uh, been on an acceleration, you know, from mm-hmm. the 100th pick. And, of course, you know, yeah. kind of coming in and having to work your way up. And then, of yeah. course, you know, a lot of debates out there. And then all of a sudden you have this breakout year, right? And, yeah. you know, clearly, you know, this past year, 19, was a tremendous year for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, all these milestones. And, though know, here you are now a husband, you know, father. Talk about dad, man. Like, Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, yes, sir. So, um, oh man, I actually the first time I met my my beautiful loving wife, man, was freshman year in college. Uh, we had actually went to the same college, but she had left and uh, joined the military, and I hadn't heard from her. We were just friends at the time, but I actually reconnected with her my rookie year, and um, we started dating. And man, when I met this woman, you know, I just was like, man, this is the woman that God gave me. You know what I mean? Um, but at that time. I was uh, still caught up in some things that I, I shouldn't have been. And uh, my mindset wasn't where it should have been completely. Um, you go through growing pains. God sticks with us during those growing pains. He was always there with me, man. But, um, you know, I was I was going through my growing phase and, um, you know, just wasn't where I needed to be as a man. You know what I mean? You know, things was rough with us at first. And um, we actually, uh, I connected throughout the years, um, my second year and, and my third year. And, um, you know, we eventually got back together and I prayed to God and, you know, I asked him to just make me the man I need to be for this woman. And, um, you know, revealed to me that, that she is my wife. And he did that. And, uh, you know, I didn't take one more second. Uh, we, you know, we got married and man, that my life has been, you know, the best has ever been since. Well, you know, it is true. The Bible says if a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And you definitely, definitely have done that. Oh, she is yeah. an amazing woman, amazing. man. And I've seen, I have seen uh, <laughs> your, your joy and seen yeah. the joy on her face. And it's just, it just blesses me to see all that. Mm. So, so here we are in this unprecedented season. Mm. Let's get right to it. Yeah. We're in a season right now where you guys have a lot of uncertainty about the fall, mm-hmm. about, you know, spring training, about getting ready for the season. And how are you feeling about that, first of all? Because, you know, a lot of people wondering, are we even going to have a football season? Are we going right. to, you know, you guys going to play in right. empty stadiums? Like, exactly. Like, well, how, how are you feeling and how are you managing that level of anxiety, yeah. and even the preparation process for that? Mm-hmm. So um, I was actually thinking about this, um, you know, the other day, man. Um, athletes, we're a lot different than, you know, the uh, 
the people who work in, you know, a cubicle or behind the desk or white collar jobs. Our job is our body. And, um, you know, unlike other people, we have to maintain our bodies and, you know, maintain our athleticism. We have to maintain our diets and, you know, all of these things that we need to maintain. We need to use the resources that are now locked down. And it's tough to do that. Some of us have the luxury of having private gyms to go to. Um, you know, some of us have gyms at our homes and some of us don't. And it's unfortunate for those who don't because um, you got to maintain your body. And, uh, man, it, it's tough. But, um, you know, as, as professional athletes, it's your job, it's your priority, it's your responsibility to make sure that you are at the top of your game. And, um, you know, if we do have a season, you know, there's no excuses as to why, you know, you, you, you shouldn't be at the top of your game and um, in the best shape, when you know, when it's time to return. So for some of us, man, it's, it's, it's really tough. But, you know, for others, we're maintaining. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really tricky season right now. But, you know, we're working with, with the best we got. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of lot of conversations out there about, you know, about whether or not the season's going to go forward, or how it's going to go forward, or what's going to be the new normal. And I think one of the things that I've been very interested in in talking with you and others, you know, in terms of how your mental space has been in terms of that. I mean, obviously, this is your livelihood, your career. And, you know, in terms of how you just in, in just an idea, you, you said something very interesting. Your, your body is your work. Mm-hmm. And now this idea of social distancing and mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're doing and that you could advise other people to do in this season? You're not because obviously you guys operate at an optimal level of health and taking care of yourself. Exactly. And a lot of folks in particularly in, in the African-American community, you know, have a lot of pre-existing conditions because they don't eat right or because we don't work out on those kinds of things. And what kind of things would you say a person sitting at home listening right now, they can do practically like, man, you need, need to take care of this and take care of that. At least do this for yourself to make sure your mind and your body is optimal. Well, one of the most important things, man, is, is, is and I'm not just speaking to athletes. Everybody needs to, you know, stay in a tip-top shape and, yeah. you know, maintain health. Um, that goes for everybody, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. Um, I recommend that to everybody. Um, it's just, you know, so imperative that, you know, we maintain it because, you know, if we put the wrong things in our bodies, it can definitely be detrimental um, to our performance. But um, I would just, you know, recommend everyone to, to eat right, man, and eat clean. Um, you know, that's honestly, the scientists, you know, will tell you and studies will show you that you know, what you put in your body is probably more important than what you're actually doing with it physically. And, um, you know, you, you know, some of the guys, you know, you can work out, you could be a workout warrior, man. You can run, jump, you know, lift all day. But if you, uh, you know, eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch and dinner, you're not really going to see any results. And it's, it's going to be, you know, very detrimental to your body and to your health in the long term. And so um, I would just recommend everybody to eat clean, eat as clean as you can. You know, understand that um, it can be pretty uh, expensive to eat clean. But um, just eat as clean as you can, man. And, um, you know, try to run and, and stay active, even if it's just going for a walk. Um, just get your body moving. Just get up. Just get moving, man. And, you know, just don't try to lay around all day. You know, during this time, social distancing, it's so easy to, to just be cooped up in the house and watching Netflix all day. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's so important, man, that you get out and still be active. And, uh, you know, most important, like I said, is continue to eat clean. You know, that's, that's so important, you know, and I think you know, even when I was down there and we got a chance to go to lunch and your wife and I, myself, and we, you know, we were eating as clean as it gets, right? Yeah. Because it's just a lifestyle. It's yeah. not something, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle and you have to really acclimate yourself to it. You know, so, so a part of being home and a part of, you know, obviously in the off season and, and just being a, a man and a man who obviously has so much in him to do 
What are you What are you planning? What are you dreaming about? What are you What are you working on in your spirit about? You know, obviously, I know football is 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 key and the things that you're doing in your livelihood and your job. But clearly, a lot of people don't realize that you have a lot of other dreams and passions inside of you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? And like, like, what are you dreaming about? What are you What are you What are you thinking? What has been released to you in this COVID season, if you will? Yeah, um, I uh, I'm glad that you asked me that, man, because you know. You know, typically when people, you know, think of athletes, they think that that's all we do, that's all we know, that's all we dream of, you know, and that's uh, a huge misconception. Um, but for me, man, I uh, I really enjoy, um, you know, helping others, um, helping my family, you know, helping the youth. Um, so that down the road, I know that my purpose is far bigger than catching footballs on Sundays and um you know, just uh, playing on TV. I know that God has a much bigger plan for me, and I truly believe that he's given me this platform so that I can do his work, whether that be through um, helping children, or donating to uh, funds and communities and just things that help our society grow, but doing so in, in, the, in the will of God and spreading his word and bringing younger people that have came from what I came from and just showing them that that's not okay to, to, to go down the wrong path and to let them know that I came from the same circumstances, man. I really want to get more involved with the youth and, uh, you know, give them hope, man, because I've seen what it looks like. I've seen people come from circumstances where the odds were against them. Um, I've seen people, um, you know, not, believe that they will make it past 21. Um, how sad that is to say, man, I've lost uh, many friends to, to the streets and to violence and crime and, uh, you know, also to the prison. Um, so I just, um, I asked my brother, my older brother's actually doing um, 25 years, 25 years of life in prison. And, uh, you know, God willing, he will be home sooner than that. But, um, you know, I just, it's, it's been around me so much, man. And I feel that it's my my duty um, to, to, to give these kids hope. You know, I think it's admirable. I think your work ethic, I clearly understand where it comes from now. You know, growing up in the rough streets of Philly, having a mother that that resilient, that focused, that faithful, to push you to a place of non-excuses and to put you in an environment where you can actually achieve and excel. And you kind of put the put your foot on the accelerator when you got to Florida International and you really realize, you know, there's something different about you and something special about you. And then, of course, your faith starts going between, you know, I know God has his hand on my life. Why am I ashamed to share this faith? And then all of a sudden you kind of blossom and realize, man, everything I have is because of God. And now exactly. when you think about arriving at this platform and you look at your life now respectively and you begin to look at how God has blessed you with your family and the platform that God has given to you, you realize now, wow, you know, I have to learn how to give back. And when I hear you talk about that and being a blessing to young people and being a blessing to the community, I mean, I think that is clearly an issue of empathy. That's an issue of understanding that when you know where you come from and you haven't lost sight of that, it's easier then to say, you know what, I realize I got to go and pull some other folks and give them this knowledge I have because if I could do it, others can too. And that is perhaps one of the most amazing things about you that I want our listeners to hear because often people don't have any idea. Some people think, you know, you just grew up and you just, you know, you were talented and you yeah. got all the best privileges and <laughs> da da da, you know, and right. they see your glory and don't know your story. <laughs> exactly. There you go, man. You're right on the money. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I want one more question, man. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's in this time that we're dealing with now, you know, it's obviously, um, uh, you know, I think a lot of one of the assumptions people make, and this is a question I'm going to be asking a lot of folks in this series. I know your heart. I know your your life. I know your work ethic and all of that. The humanity of John Newsmith right now, the man, the person, 
sitting at home, social distancing. People often think that because people have celebrity, because people have money, because they have this, that they're not, they're not worried. They're not, they're not in this place of anxiety. They're not dealing with COVID like everybody else is. And I think it's important for people to hear your heart. And if you could speak to people, your fans out there, speak to people who may be listening to this, like, man, what, man, he, he good. He's straight. I might hear, you know, whatever, whatever, to just let them know, man, like how this thing has impacted you personally, uh, how it has impacted your community, your family. I mean, you, you know, you, and, and just how you're working through it and maybe just provide some level of encouragement for them. It's actually impacted me um, a great bit. Um, my sister, uh, my older sister was actually, you know, she was diagnosed with, with, with uh, the coronavirus a few weeks ago. She was an LPN and uh, one of the patients that she was working with tested positive for it. And they asked my sister to get tested and um, she found out that she had it. You know, she immediately called us and told us and uh, we immediately went into prayer, man. And, uh, you know, some days were, were really tough on her and I think she was dealing with it for about two weeks. Thank God, man, that she uh, she no longer has the virus. Um, it's, it's out of her and, uh, you know, completely gone. And, uh, man, when, when that happened, um, that really struck something in me. For the, all of those out there who feel like because we are in a position that we can't be touched, that is absolutely wrong. I take a, a look at uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, I just wanted to speak on that real quick. Um, Kobe Bryant was one of the biggest things and in, in not only sports, but in the world, one of the biggest figures in the world. Um, and, you know, when we got that news, man, nobody could believe it because, um, you know, we, we almost look at people who are in that position as untouchable, but it's life, man, and life happens. And uh, no one is excused from the, the happenings of, of life. And, um, you know, I feel that, uh, that, that I'm not saying that to say to live in fear or um, to live um, worried, but just to let everybody know, man, that um, appreciate every day that you're given, every day that God has given us, because without him, man, we, we wouldn't be here and, uh, you know, we wouldn't, you know, overcome the things that we overcome. You know, I was definitely a, someone who experienced it close to my family and, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but, you know, we just wanted to pray as it's like the only way we know. My sister didn't go to the hospital. Um, you know, we, she just did some home remedies. And, uh, you know, thank God that she is free of uh, COVID-19. And, uh, you know, she has a, a great testimony, actually. You know, it was just a blessing to see her come out of that, man. I would just say to everyone who's listening to this that um, continue to appreciate your loved ones, appreciate everything that God has given you. Don't take anything for granted. That is well said, well spoken. And, of course, I certainly thank God for the testimony and that your sister is on the other side of this, man. And, you really have helped put a lot in perspective for our listeners today. And Janu, man, I just, you know, you have no idea how much I appreciate you taking the time out to be a part of this podcast on so many levels. Again, our takeaways, as I often share toward the end, you know, I think it's important for all of us to understand there's a purpose on our lives, right? And oftentimes it involves getting in the right environment and having the right system around us and having people who would pour into us and love us like parents do and who understand what we don't understand when we're young. And as we've heard today, you get in the right environment, you then blossom. You know, it's like taking a plant and you put it in the right pot and you nurture it and you water it, it grows. And here is the case, a classic example of what that looks like. God tells Abraham to get up and go to a country he did not know. And from that space, uh, he began to blossom. Here's a man who come from Philadelphia, ends up in Florida, and the rest is history. To God be the glory for that. I think it's also important to understand the power of faith. 
The power of faith is something that is instilled in us when we're young. And it's important to put those values in our children because those values are what carries us even in the tough times. It doesn't make us perfect. We all go through seasons where we have flaws, we make mistakes, but our values are what brings us back home. The fact is, is that when you look at all of our lives, there's always something salvageable that God wants to use. And we never really understand the trajectory we're on until we arrive in that space and you realize, wow, this is what God was up to. And now we celebrate what God is doing through Janu Smith, a mouthpiece for the kingdom, a mouthpiece for God, and now understanding the broader implications of his platform to pour back and to be a blessing to the community and to his family. We are grateful and thankful for you being a part of this, man. This has truly, truly, truly been a great way to start this month of conversations with professional athletes. And uh, I just truly appreciate you so much, man, for being a part of this. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, man. I was really looking forward to it. I had a great time talking and, uh, you know, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you, man. Well, thank all of you so much for tuning in. And of course, we certainly appreciate you. Make sure you share this with others. Tell them to download it wherever podcasts are. It's free. And we just want to continue to empower, inspire, and, uh, and expose you to some of the greatest minds, some of the greatest stories that can help you become all that God wants you to become. Until next time, be blessed and we'll see you again. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.